All right, Pause Podcast episode 31, first one in person, as you could see. We are here with FIU football tight end Jackson McDonald, but before we get into that, we're here with Johnny, with Jake, my co-host. Jake, what's up? I'm excited to do this again. Man, what a, what a location to be doing this, live at the FIU football stadium. Uh, it's, just cool, it's just cool to uh, do an episode of the podcast here. It's just something we've never done before, and hopefully maybe this can be a trend moving forward, and we have a cool as hell guest to start this off with. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's get it going. Jackson, obviously you're from the Keys. Talk to us what football was like down there, the scenery down in the Keys. Uh, I knew I was going to get this. So uh, Keys football, man. So pretty much just like, I don't know what, what you would honestly think of an island in the middle of the ocean uh, mm-hmm. football to be like. Uh, so pretty much I grew up. There was um, one league. Here, I'll grab this. I got you. There was, a, there was one real league in the Florida Keys, and that was about an hour away. So I'm obviously very grateful my parents would drive me every day to go. Uh, we had a, So I grew, I grew up, and I went to a school called Sugarloaf. It's right in the middle of the Keys, Sugarloaf Key. Uh, they call it, like, Lower Keys, but it's really, like, in the middle. And uh, we played in the league in Key West. So I went to Sugarloaf Middle School, and I grew up playing Little League football in Key West. So, um, yeah, man, it was – Pretty crazy. Um, not a lot of guys know too much about football down there, so we were kind of just all winging it. Um, might have been taught to use my head a few times to hit, but, I mean, it just made me the man that I am today. I'm, I'm forever grateful. Um, yeah, man, I, nothing really else much about the Keys football, but uh, just very, very crazy. Like, not, not too many good coaching down – not too much good coaches down there, but uh, they got the job done, and I'm grateful for everybody that helped me out. Obviously, I think you mentioned this on Instagram that – the Keys are better than Miami, so take us oh. through, that, through that thought process. So, um, Florida Keys is better than Miami for um, a plethora of reasons. The first reason being, since the Keys is so small, everybody's kind of just nice to you down there. Like, everybody's got, like, just like a happy-go-lucky mentality. They're living on an island. They can walk a few feet and go to the beach. So, everyone's just nice down there. I feel like in Miami, I'll be going through Walmart, and somebody will cuss me out in Spanish. And it's, it's, I'll just have a bad day based off of that. But um, other than that, it's just really beautiful, man. The weather is somehow even better than Miami down there. Um, I don't know how, but it is. And I don't know, just people are just really nice down there. Uh, so let's talk a bit about, Mar- uh, about your time at Marathon High School because, of course, um, you weren't a tight end then. You were, you were actually a quarterback. So first thing I had to know, were you a lefty or a righty when throwing the ball? I was a righty. You're I wasn't righty. like lights out. I was a righty. <laughs> so just take us through your time as a quarterback with Marathon High. If you, if you had to, like, pick out your – your best stat line during your time in uh, high school, what would, what would that look like? Best stat line. Okay, I have, I have two because it's kind of funny. So the first one was actually on defense. Mm-hmm. It was my senior year. Um, Hurricane Irma hit like my junior year, sophomore year. So a bunch of guys, they weren't playing on the team anymore. So we had kind of a smaller team. Um, but, yeah, it was my senior year, and it was a preseason game against Pompano Beach. Um, shout out Dayton Montiel, Pompano Beach. Mm-hmm. And we came in, and they were running like – like double wing, like triple options, and I and I was playing the Mike Mike linebacker at the time. I was playing quarterback and Mike linebacker, mm. and I had watched a good amount of film and I knew what they were going to do. So I was in the right spot at the right time, the majority of the game, and we were both running teams. So there were a lot of tackles to be had um, by the backers, and I ended up getting like literally thirty-five or forty tackles. We didn't have an official stat keeper, but when I went back and watched film. Our film was actually really bad. We didn't have the best people to film it, to be honest. We we were lucky if we had a student offer to do it. Um, but it, when we went back and watched film, it was like 35 or 40 tackles. So that was a little ridiculous. Um, we didn't end up winning that game, so it doesn't even matter. But then offense, we played a school, Ransom Everglades. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's like, yeah, okay, you know Ransom Everglades. Um, 
not big fans of those people over there. You know, <laughs> not the biggest fan. That was one of my rivals in high school. Um, we played at home. It was after the hurricane hit. We played at the community park, not even our high school field. And, like, the guys were just so excited to play football. And, like, I was playing quarterback at the time, and I literally was just, like, picking guys to throw a touchdown to. Just because, like, we had a bunch of seniors who haven't caught a touchdown. I was like, let's go. This guy's getting it. This guy's getting it. And after the first half, I literally had five passing touchdowns. And I was like, all right. And, like, I, I was like, wow, I'm going to go break a record. I'm going to go do this, this, and that. And my dad was actually the offensive line coach at the time. And we ended up, like, just running the clock out and stuff. But it was it was a fun game. It was a fun game. Definitely those are probably my two best games in high school. They were super fun. When you talk about your time at Marathon High, you played tons, tons of sports, baseball, basketball, football. You think you average 10 rebounds a game in basketball, if I'm correct. I, I like this question. I, I yeah. miss my days at basketball, man. Uh, I appreciate uh, you bringing that up. Do sports. Talk about your time with basketball, and then also what made you want to stick with football into college? Dude, I'm so happy you brought this question up because <laughs> I, I love talking about basketball. Um, basketball actually was never a big thing down there. Um, and... I don't know. It was like my age group of guys. We loved basketball. We would play every day in gym class. We would be the biggest, like you thought it was NBA finals in gym class. We'd go to the park every day. We would play so much basketball. And it got to a point where we were like, we started to become seventh, eighth, ninth graders. And we we're like, wow. Like, cause I, I ended up, tri I ended up moving to marathon, like my mm -hmm. seventh grade year. So we just got to a point where we, th we were like pretty good. So, and then my senior year, I ended up averaging like 16 or 17 points and like 10 or 11 rebounds. A couple blocks, a couple steals. I, basketball is the best, man. But honestly, why I chose um, football was just – I think everyone's got those hoop dreams. Like, I want to go play in the NBA. I want to be Steph Curry, all that. But for me, I just knew my only option was football to get out of um, to get out of the keys because, you know, I was a smarter kid, but I will not um, – I'm not going to lie to you guys, towards the end of my – Towards the end of my high school career, I kind of so messed around right. a little bit. Yeah, you got it. You <laughs> yeah. Hit, yeah, exactly. So I kind of knew football was my only way out. I started to get some interest from, like, smaller FCS schools and ended up just coming here and taking a shot as a walk-on and worked out. But I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's what we're going to go right okay. into. Obviously, you come to FIU, you didn't play too – I believe you didn't play too much tight end in high school. Just what was no. that transition for you like? And obviously, you know, obviously the recruiting, it was a different – People, you know, different personnel that recruited you at the time. Just talk to us about that as well. Okay, so this is a big question. So pretty much, here, I'll get close to the mic. Pretty much um, for me, it was very, like, it was very new getting to college because what, like, what I thought of college was completely different than what it was when I got there. So I'm in, I go to school at Marathon High School. Mm -hmm. um, not many people go to school. If they do, they go to, like, FSU or UF, and they don't really come back because they love it more than the Keys. Because when you're younger, the Keys is whatever. It's more of an older person place. Um, so I don't really know much about college. You know, I don't have many older friends. All my friends are in my grade. So I'm, it's kind of just like, I don't know what it is. It seems like some great, great place. It seems like I can just walk on and play. And it was completely different. So I ended up just playing quarterback. I played little defense. So I had like the aggression, I guess. Played all the special teams. Um, and like camps going into my senior year, a lot of schools would be like, hey, um, we don't want you at quarterback, we want you at tight end, or we want you at defensive end or linebacker. And I was just like, it kind of like broke my heart. I was like, wow, I want, I want to play quarterback. But it's all good because at the end of the day, as a kid, I just really wanted to go play college football. Like that was the coolest thing in the world to me. So when I got here, I talked to a guy named, I don't know if you guys remember his name, um, James Villano, Jimmy Villano. He was a special teams coordinator. Um, he was the best. He came down to the Keys. He 
like met with me in school. I thought I was so cool. Everybody saw like FIU coach like coming to meet me. It was super cool. Um, he told me he's like, yeah, I'll give you a preferred walk-on spot and you could be on the team. And I was like, wow, I don't know what that is. I have no clue what a walk-on is, but sure, let's do it. Because I had at, at the time I had a few FCS offers. I had like. I forget what the league's called. It's called like the Patriot League or something. It's like Stetson, Marist, all those schools. Yeah. They don't really, they don't give you much money. They can help you out with a little government money, but they don't really pay for your school. So I, I didn't really want to do that. I don't want to go spend a bunch of money. And then ended up working out because I had bright futures in high school. It's like some Florida scholarship if you get yeah. good grades and whatever. So I wasn't that dumb. <laughs> I had I had a little I had a little something. Um and uh, fortunate enough for me, there's a lot of local scholarships in the Keys, and they helped me out a lot. Um, and I was able to come here for about two years and not have to pay too much money. And it was the best op- option for me. So I ended up coming here. And what was the last part of the question? You said something about, like, what, what was it like? like you know, the transition for you going to Thailand. Okay, yes, the transition. So I'm getting so to that. I got you. So honestly, like, from quarterback to tight end was so crazy because when I got here, I don't know if you guys remember, right? in 2019, that team was projected to win the conference. They James Morgan was projected to be Offensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. Sage Lewis, Defensive Player of the Year. We had all the hype in the CUSA. And I get here, and I'm like, wow. Like, these guys were, were like, veterans on the team. Like, the, de- the defense consisted of two NFL DBs and Stantley. Um, you guys remember Stanley oh, Thomas? Thomas Oliver. He's still, he's still, yeah, the third. He, he's a stud. He looks like a an action figure. He's out there at DB. I'm like, how are you a DB? Like, I'm playing in, in little 3A football and marathon, and the DBs are like 130 pounds. So I'm just like, I, I'm just bewildered. So we have him at DB. We have Ike Thomas. I, I, is that his last name? Oh, no, Ike Brown. That's his last name. He was a DB. He was, dude, he's still in the league. I saw him playing in the preseason this year. Then we had Sage at middle linebacker. We had a bunch of outside backers that were really good. And then in the middle of the defensive line, we had Tier Tart. He's about to sign for a couple mi- – he's going to sign for a few million dollars this year. So, like, there are some big guys running around on the defense. And I immediately – I got in. They kind of, I was, like, 200 pounds. The transition was crazy because I'm 200 pounds. And they're like, yeah, you're going to play tight end for us, but, like, you're going to be long snapping too. And so I, when I first got here, they're like, yeah, you might long snap for us. You might. Like, I didn't really necessarily know I was going to do it, so I wasn't really practicing it or anything. And they just threw me in. First day of practice, I got not a single tight end rep, straight long snapping reps. And you know what? I'm grateful for it. It was humble beginnings, and I don't think I deserved a rep at the time. I was, like, 210 pounds first day of fall camp. But, I mean, it was crazy. I think it was the first – like, my snaps were all good. I had decent long snap reps. I'll give, give myself that. But it was, like, the first rep of, like, some special teams drill. And there was this guy – I think his name was Donovan Georges. Um, D2 is what we called him. I'm actually friends with him now. Um, he literally, like, came in. It was, like, a one-on-one kickoff return drill. I had to, like, go – I had to block him. And he was, like, 235 pounds. He had offers, like, Georgia and, like, all these SECs. He ended up at FIU. He literally came and, like, decleated me. It was horrible. And I remember watching in the special teams meeting, and the coach was like, this is a good rep. Volano's like, this is a great rep right here. Like, everybody needs to watch this. And you need to, to do what D2 did to young McDonald here. And they're just playing the rep over and over and over. And I guess that was my welcome to college football moment. And ever since that moment, really, I told myself, like, I, this can't happen to me. This is horrible embarrassment. I can't go through with it. I want to be on the other end of that. So, I mean, that kind of just transformed me in my uh, character and everything. I just wanted to be the best I could be, so I, I'm very grateful for that moment. But yeah, that transition was crazy. You came in at 200, and what are you at right now? <sighs> um, I always joke with my coach. Um, 
I'm I'm like about in between 250 and 260. It depends. I was 260 before fall camp, but we run we run a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's hot out there. I'm sweating right now, and we're inside. So, yeah, dude, you, you guys you guys understand how hot it can be. So yeah, I'm about 255 right now. So I'm I'm feeling good. Just yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good at this. It feels a lot better running around at 255 than 200. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. One question I wanted to ask: talking about 2019 the freshman season. Biggest win for the program against Miami. What was that experience like at the ball, baseball at the baseball stadium and getting to beat one of the man? You know, yeah, I, trust me, it was very crazy. Um, that's not big brother, that's little brother. Little brother, so yeah. Make sure that's <laughs> now but, the little brother. Yeah. No, hundred percent. No, that was that was. It, it's all fun and games, man. But that was so fun, man. Cause like, I grew up. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I grew up watching the Hurricanes with my father. He grew up in Miami, so. He went to all the games when they were really, really good. So I grew up watching them, and, and they were never really, really good. But I still had faith in them. And then I get to college, and my dad's been a Hurricane fan his whole life. But when, when I got to college, he said, you know what? I'm not, a, I'm not a Kane fan anymore. I'm an FIU fan. So he got a bunch of shirts, and he was at every game. He's been at every home game since I've been in school, whether I was playing or not. And we get, and we go into the game, and we, like, I forgot. I think we just drove down and scored. It was, like, 7-0. to zero, And I was like, whoa. Like, like. We, we might win this game. Like, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And then we scored again. We got a few pit, uh, few and interceptions. And we go into the half and we're winning. I'm like, whoa. Like, are we about <laughs> to win? The goal line. Oh, yeah. dude. Sage coming on the off the edge and just, like, like leveling the court. Dude, that, that was the craziest, like, experience ever. Like, I can't even explain the feeling. I'm not even playing. I'm just on the sideline, like, hoping and, like, like just, like, praying for these guys. Like, please, can we win? And, and we ended up winning. And it was just the craziest thing ever. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. In the locker room after, like, everyone was just, like, screaming, crying. It's like we just – it's like we won the national championship. It, it was it was ridiculous. Like, the feeling that we had is probably the feeling that you have when you win a national championship. So, it, it was amazing. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty It was amazing. celebrated like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be able – and we don't, we don't play – we haven't played UM since. I don't know what that is. I'm, I would love to play UM, but yeah. – I mean, just to be able to just tell people that, like, hey, like, no matter what happens in my college career, I am 1-0 against the Miami Hurricanes. So that's all that matters. After that, I wanted to talk to you about you specifically. We heard, I think it was one of the videos. We were, I think, I forgot the question, but someone referred to you as Brady Gronk. That was Chance Coleman. I want to know, do you look up to Rob Gronkowski? I, so this is the, you... I think you guys posted something with the with those words. I've never heard of I've never heard of that nickname. Chance Coleman, that's one of my good friends. He's he's great. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, that's funny he said that. Do you know what video that was? Or that was just... in the uh, Day of the Life of Jackson McDonald thing. Okay. I oh go, yes, yes, yes. I gotta go back and watch that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I slipped my head. I don't know. I know to be. To be referred to as Baby Rob Gronkowski, that's a good thing. Yeah, not not the other. I know, but the, not the other one. I yeah. think we all know the social media personality that I'm talking yeah. about. That's not the that, yeah. Baby not, Rob, Baby Rob, Rob Gronkowski. But no, yeah, I yeah. definitely definitely looked up to and, and watched a lot of uh, film of Gronkowski. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I just love how he plays. Like he just has that like dog in him, dude. Like he will block someone until that person's head is like in the dirt he's the best dude and then he just runs around like a madman with the ball and he just can't be tackled yeah. who wouldn't want to play like that guy but no that's interesting that he called me <laughs> i believe it was actually in the um the comment section on instagram okay on that video okay okay yeah. that's funny so something i always like to ask players who are on that uh 2020 team of course being the year of COVID and how that just changed college football that season. It was, it was a crazy wonky year. Just what was your, what was your experience having to battle through it like that? I mean, I can't, I can't even really blame the coaches uh, as much as I want to blame. Like there's just, 
there's a lot of guys that didn't really want to play that year and it was understandable like we had no idea what was going on that year it was an epidemic that's never occurred in anybody's lives that have been alive um it was just crazy so like we hear this this coronavirus is going around everyone no one's allowed out of the house but we're allowed to practice and we're allowed to do this and but we got to get tested three times a week and it was like this whole thing we were i think every single game we were missing like four or five starters because of um contact tracing so basically how the contact tracing worked was like i'm sure you guys know but it was crazy for us so like if you even lived with someone or you were friends with someone who lived with someone who had corona you were contact tracing for at least a week you were out just like that even if you never tested positive and the only way to get out was to test positive twice and you know what i am not a conspiracy theorist but there was a lot of times where like I knew people who had hung out with people with corona and they would go test negative. And then there was also people who would like just be in their room on their own, just randomly test positive. And I'm just like, this person is like an, an introvert. He doesn't do anything. And how is he testing positive? And this guy, like, it was ridiculous. But if, if, if I could sum up the whole season in one word, I would just genuinely say it was ridiculous. There's nothing the coaches or players could have done. We were just down five or six starters every single game and it truly hurt us. But it was a crazy season. I remember we almost beat Liberty first game. We took yeah. the first kickoff back. Like, I think after yeah. that feeling, I was like, whoa, like, first kickoff back. They're going to have a good year. But, no, it was – Was it flex or was it price? It was flex. Like, it was flex. Okay, it was price had a great game that game too. Yeah. I remember we were playing that quarterback that's in the league still. His name's like Malik. Uh, Malik Willis. Exactly, Willis. yeah. He was running all over us. He was good. And it was a close game, and I think it came down to, like, the end. Something happened. I don't even remember. But it was a good game, yeah. And one thing I want to ask you during that time, I think – Awesome moment for you, because I saw the video. You and Reggie Peterson getting announced that you look at full scholarship. Talk pretty, about that moment. I think it was uh, down the field over there. Pretty awesome. Like? Um, yeah, hundred percent. I, I love that question. So, well, first on Reggie, he's just a great guy. He's always so positive all the time. He's a guy. Great you, starts the season yeah, too. Yeah, too. I think he had like eleven or twelve tackles. Yeah. And he's just the kind of guy you want around. He's just mm-hmm. always positive, always saying the right thing. Um, he almost has too much energy. Like he doesn't drink caffeine or anything, and he's got more energy than me. I'm in, I'm up here like dying to like open my eyes, like drinking coffee, trying to wake up, and he's just running around, jumping around. He's the best though. But that feeling was crazy. Um, and to be able to share it with someone was even better. Uh, it was out of nowhere. I think that spring I had a really really good spring. I didn't like drop a ball. I had gained 25, 30 pounds, like 230 at the time. Um, I finally started to get some reps because guys got injured. And my coach, Drew Davis, was pushing me really, really hard and ended up like I just kept making plays and he kept putting me in. And like, I think there were a few times where I wasn't supposed to get reps and I just ran in and took the reps. And like I literally did everything I could in my power to get a scholarship and everything aligned perfectly. And Butch Davis took a shot on me and gave me a scholarship. And I'm seriously forever grateful to that man for that, because like that's the number one thing I, I that was my number one goal going to school. I'm like, look. I, I obviously want to win games. I obviously want to do all this stuff, but I don't want to have to, like, be in so much debt with student loans. I want to be able to be on scholarship. I want to get free food. I want to get money in my, like, all the, the whole nine. And I got it. And it was, to this day now, like, like I don't know if it's the right thing to say. Like, I'm just a dead man walking. Like, but, like, I, I really am. Like, I really did what I had to do. And, like, if, any, if whatever happens now happens, you know. I did my number one goal. And. If I go do whatever, I do whatever, and I'm, I'm happy no matter what. So it was a great moment. To share it with someone like Reggie, it, was, it made it even better. Before we go into 2023, we do have to talk about the end of that Butch Davis era. Okay, yeah. Maybe I got you. Talk about a little bit. It's kind of a tumultuous end, you could say. I mean, what, yeah. what stories do you have, I guess, 
if you had to like point out a I got it. Oh, let me think, man. From that, from that era, it could be Butch, it could be you know the former AD. Yeah, I have a few. Uh, I think I have a few stories. Um, so uh, one story I'd like to share with Butch, not even off that topic, was just one of the craziest things I've ever seen in college football. So I had this friend Eston Thiel. He was the kicker at the time, my freshman year, and we went and lost to FAU. And I remember that game in the locker room. Butch Davis was. Like, he was just fuming. Like, he was up. He was so mad because we had players, like, turning around, like, making gestures at the stands, talking to girls in the stands, doing all that. And my friend happened to be one of the guys that did it. And I remember to this day, he he stood Eston Thiel up. He goes, we get back in that meeting. Like, it's like Sunday or Monday, one of those days, right after the game. It's our first meeting back. He goes, he's like, Eston Thiel, stand up. I, and he was just like, he looked around at the whole room. And he's like, get your bags. Get everything out of your locker and get your ass out of my facility and kick them out of there. Just get he's done off the team, just like that. And I was like, wow, like, but this guy doesn't play. And and I was a walk on at the time, so it kind of like scared me a little bit. But um, probably a crazy story from that last year was just like, we knew. I think every single player knew the coaches were getting fired that year, and it was just like, when it happened, like, it, it happened so much later than we all knew it would happen. So like. There was guys that were, like, literally going around, like, I'm not playing this week. Like, the coaches are getting fired. Like, what's the point of me playing this week? Faking injuries. There's guys faking injuries left and right. There's guys tapping out. They don't want to, like, it was just a really toxic team at the time. And I don't even want, I can't blame Butch Davis for it. He, all he wanted was for us to succeed. He took care of us. He, he, he treated us very well. And I think I don't know too much about it, but I think it was the people like more behind the scenes running this running the show. You know what I mean? Like, Butch was a good guy. He hired good guys to coach, and he did a he he had a very successful career here. It just started towards the end. I think a lot of things didn't work out for him, including that Corona year. It was that Corona year was 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 okay. BS, man. Like we yeah. just like Corona. Like what's what's even going on right now? But anyway, that last year with him, it was crazy. I think the only thing I could say was just all the guys wanted to just give up and there was really nothing the coaches could do because they were done we all knew they were done and they were trying to coach guys and guys were just like nah like nah coach like like no you don't know like you're you're not even our, you're not even our coach anymore like there's guys like calling coaches out yelling at it, it was crazy but yeah that was a crazy year man it was insane it was insane um yeah i think it's time for a break kevin all right news break a uh, pause up podcast News break. You look at some of the latest FIU topics and just uh, FI athletics and just FI in general. So, start off with FIU women's golf, as it was recently announced by Scott Carr that John Koskinen will become the brand new head coach of the program, taking over the position of Joseph Vogel. Koskinen is no stranger to South Florida, as he was once the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes for 12 years before a uh, recent stint with Barry University. Carr himself said that Koskinen's familiarity. With South Florida, uh, his history of success in recruiting and his ability to lead student-athletes to success on and off the course was why he chose him. Um, now moving on to men's basketball. Real fast, can I do a quick shout-out, my friend? Go for it. My girlfriend plays on the golf team. I just want to shout her out. Shout-out to Arlen. Hey. Yeah. And awesome. uh, good luck yeah. to the golf team. And their new coach seems like a great guy. And, they're, and Coach Vogel, um, if, he, if you're watching this, you're, you're an awesome man. <laughs> shout-out, Coach. He's a great guy. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, I, no that was awesome. <laughs> Uh, moving on to men's basketball, where it was announced that FIU will host Kennesaw State as part of its non-conference schedule. 
uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, while the Panthers' full conference schedule has been revealed, we're still waiting to see uh, the full list of non-conference opponents, but this might feel like a conference game, however, as Kennesaw State is set to join Conference USA next year. The Owls join UCF, Miami, Akron, Long Island, Maine, and Utah Tech as the confirmed non-conference opponents so far for basketball. And finally, FIU was recently ranked as a top 20 school in the country by the Washington Monthly's annual College Guide and Rankings, which recognizes universities for both research excellence and their efforts to ensure the success of students of all backgrounds, more specifically social mobility, public service, and research. FIU ranked 19th among all universities, which includes schools such as Harvard and Stanford, and 6th among uh, public universities. And yes, it was ranked the best university in Florida. So uh, that was your look at the news break. So Jackson, um, I, I, don't, I don't think we all really want to spend too much time talking about what we saw uh, last week against Louisiana Tech, but you know, uh, what were some of your biggest takeaways from uh, how that game turned out? So I had a few takeaways. Um, firstly, I would like to say that the defense played their butts off. Mm-hmm. They are a completely different unit than since I've been here. I am, like, so, like, I saw them all fall camp, all during the spring, like, how they were, like, becoming, like, a unit and, like, just becoming more of a team. And, like, for for a good offense like that, they just got that new transfer uh, from Boise State, uh, yeah. Bachmeyer. They got number six, Smoke Harris. You know that guy, mm-hmm. special teams player of the year. He can do anything anything with the ball in his hands. For them to only hold them to, what was it, 20-something points, and that last touchdown was just, I mean, they've been out there for 80 plays, you know. Yeah. So things like that, things like that are going to happen. And they held them to field goals. Like, they played so amazing. I'm so excited to watch them play the rest of the year. Yeah. They're going to be just huge in our success. And I think the game was definitely a shocker. Um, bad things happened on both ends and on special teams, and it's just how the game's going to go. And whoever makes the least amount of mistakes is going to win, and we happen to make uh, one too many mistakes. Um, what I can say from it is I think it was a huge, like, huge, huge, like, game that we needed as a team to be like, you know what, we're not invincible. Because we came into that game like, we're going to win every game on the schedule. Every, nobody on the team – thinks that we aren't capable of winning out the rest of our games. Um, We have a crazy confidence that we've never had. We've got great coaches behind us, and every single guy on the team is like just – we're all like – we're holding our heads high. We're ready. We're not the old FIU. We're not going to just give up when things get bad. And, I I mean, that game – I think we needed it as a team, man. I mean, bad things happen, but sometimes you need a game like that. And it's better to happen now than later in the year. So I think it's all fine. I think we ran the ball very, very well. I think we'll be fine passing the ball in the future. I mean, things just happen, man. It's football. Like, crazy stuff happens in football, and I, and I, I truly believe that we're going to be fine, man. We have great guys in the O-line, great quarterbacks, great tight ends, great running backs. I, I think it's going to be an exciting year. Yeah. We're, it's going to click. I think we're going to see this Saturday. Everything's going to click, and it's going to be an exciting game at home for the fans to watch. I do want to ask you about the run game. Shamar Lawrence obviously had the 67-yarder. You and Josiah played a bit, pretty big part in that with blocking. Just take us through that that play. It looked like Josiah right at the end was able to kind of open that gap. Yeah, so Josiah, he's – I like to say he's just a great guy. Uh, one of my – one of the better friends on the team for me. Uh, me and him are, are pretty close, and I, I just respect his game. Um, and he's a very, very good uh, blocker, very good uh, route runner. And he was able to move his guy a lot. I was able to come tight off of his butt, get the backer, and Shamari was just able to hit it right behind us. And I think we're going to see a lot of that this year, especially when we go those two tight end sets. There's really not a lot of people that I can see stopping us to. 
and if if you have a back quick little interruption if you have a back that knows how to read uh, holes like that and can just hit it and and trust us that's the huge that's the main thing here is he trusted that hole mm -hmm. i think we're gonna see a lot of this year where he just trusts the hole and he hits it and he's gonna go because he's got great speed he's he's super big he's a strong guy nobody's gonna tackle him with an arm i think that the more that we play together the more games we get under our belt the the more big runs you'll see like that so for that to happen so early kind of huh first drive first drive yeah. think third play yeah, yeah. Third yeah. Play. So I mean, yeah, I was running down the field. And I was like, "Whoa, like, this is crazy!" You know, I don't, I don't remember the last time we scored on the first drive of a game. You know what I mean? So, it was great, and I think we're gonna see a lot of that later in the season. A lot of two tight information, right? That game. Yeah, uh, a lot of it, honestly, because I mean, I think Josiah and I proved ourselves that we can uh, not only run routes but also help the run game and and help for pass protection sometimes and get out on routes and we just we've just done a lot and there's other and I'm not even speaking on the other tight ends in the room who made it possible for two tight end formation because you can have two tight ends but you can't have confidence running two tight end formation because or, or we call it 12 personnel a lot of people most teams call it that so um yeah so you got to have confidence in not only the two starting tight ends but the backups as well so we have uh Rocky Beers kind of a wild card man like he came out of nowhere he came with rowdy obviously they're fan favorites they got the great last name they're great guys probably the two best human beings that i've ever met in my entire life um they're really stand-up guys um and rocky's he's a really good tight end man he played in the triple option at air force uh he was he's like a backup but he really knows how to block and he's pretty fast for his size and he just he's a really good tight end and i think the fact that we have him, i have him pushing me and I have Josiah pushing me just just makes me a better guy and, and don't let me for, forget real fast uh the other tight ends of the room Christian Peterson mm -hmm. um Pedersen he's from Louisville he's 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 really good dude he just he he plays the game the right way if you know what I mean he's just a, he's a he's a good guy um and we got Austin Fitz true freshman walk on I'm kind of trying to take him under my wing. I know what it's like to be in, in his shoes. So he's he's a really great guy and all he wants to do is work. He's going to be good in the future. I'm calling it now. Second or third year, he's going to be a starter. I'm, I'm telling you, he's a good guy. Then we got obviously got Rowdy Beers, and you obviously got Braden, uh, Braden Staten, both two great uh, young freshmen who are going to be really good. So I think that you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel in yeah. the future. I know Coach Yost didn't run much 12, but I think now that he's got this room behind him, I think he's going to have a lot of confidence in it. So I'm excited. One thing for you, I want to know what, you're, what, are you, what are some goals you've set for yourself this year, um, You know, especially now getting more opportunities um, with, with this offense? So, yeah, um, I definitely have set a few goals. It's probably not what you want to hear. It's not like, oh, five touchdowns, whatever. I, I, I've just played the game long enough to know that it's just the game of, like, ch uh, chance and, like, things just happen, like, fast. And you never know what's going to happen in a game or, like, whether you're going to have zero yards or whether you're going to have 150 yards. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to put that pressure of having yards or touchdowns or anything on myself because it's just – it's kind of irrealistic, especially, like, you know, it's just, it's just football. You never know what happens. But – the goals that I do have, um, I want to. I just want to have a much better run game. That's been a goal I've I've placed in the tight end room. Like we got, we have to block. We have to be, like we have to do our jobs, and then we can look at everybody else. But before we can get our job done, we we can't look at anything else. So I want to have a good run game. I want to be at the top of the conference when it comes to rushing yards because I don't think we've ever done that at FIU. You know, we've kind of been on the back half, and I I don't I think that the the if you win the battle up front. Everything else just opens up, and that's and that's the truth. And I got that from Butch Davis. He he taught me that one. He knows what he's talking about. He's been around the game a little while, but um, definitely uh, the rush rush offense. And then I I, I got to go to the conference championship, man. I, I have to. I I got to go there, and I, I and I 
I think that if we get there, we're going to win it. We got we got guys that we just once we get going like there's no stopping us. You know what I mean? Like I've seen some crazy things happen in fall camp when guys start to get confidence. So like we just got to get one win and then we can start thinking about the rest. But I, I definitely want to go to that conference championship and win it. Uh, bowl game for sure. You know. Yeah. Obviously, but definitely those th- three things. It's been I just want to get the ru- the running game good. I want to go to the conference championship and win, and I gotta go to a bowl game, man. Because what's better than December twenty seventh, December twenty eighth? Just at some hotel with the guys, you got a week to just hang yeah. out, just talk football. Just it doesn't get better than that, man. Yeah, it it's doesn't. Bahamas Bowl Hall. Oh, oh, don't get man. me started. I've already started thinking about that. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> Bahamas Bowl would be nice. Uh, so, you know, I still have yet to finish my uh, preview for this upcoming game versus Mason. Maybe you can help me out here, okay. Jackson. What do you know about uh, uh, the main Black Bears? Do you think uh, fans should know about? I think that they are um, a tough group of guys. Um, they live in Maine, so you got to be a little bit tough living up there. But uh, they got a they got a nice um, low defense. Um, I don't want to go too in depth with that. I don't want anybody to know what I'm looking at or what I'm not looking at. <laughs> but uh, what I can say about them is they're not going to just come down here and say, you know what, here's the win. You're an FBS team, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's the win. They're they're a good team, man. They they play good teams. They're in a good conference. I think it's called the CAA. I, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's a decent conference. They got decent teams there. Um, they're definitely definitely gonna try to come down here and, and shock the world. So this might be their Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. if I was a, if I was a, like because I know at FIU when we play Power Five teams, we're like, wow, this is our Super Bowl. When we play Arkansas later in the year, this is gonna be like, wow, this is our biggest one of the biggest games we're ever gonna play in. We're gonna be at Arkansas playing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure for them this is a big game. So. We're not taking them lightly. We're treating them just like any other team. And how I'm scouting and how I'm watching their defense, and and I've even watched a little bit of their offense, what I can say is they, they had an unfortunate season last year, but they were yeah. close games. They lost a, a bunch of games by like two or three points, four points. And they're a good team, and we can't take them lightly. So I think that you're going to come here and you're going to see a, a, a hard-fought game, but I'm, I'm really excited to, to show a lot of these uh, – a lot of the stuff that we could do on offense that we didn't get to show in the first game. Yeah, because that's the thing. They, they were a team the year before last year. They, they were over 500, 65. Yeah. And then you notice this year, like one two-point game. They were, they yeah. Like, wow. That's how football goes, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's crazy. There's some talent in that conference. I believe Bryant is a part of that conference. And, of course, that, that was a thriller last year against Bryant. Yeah, Bryant was a uh, was a tough game. I think they came out and shocked us. They had a good, really good D line unit, including Jack Daly. Now he's here. We stole him. <laughs> J T Anderson. J T Anderson. Yeah, they had a, they had a good team, man. Um, they just everything clicked that night for them, but everything clicked that that night for us towards the end, and that's all that matters, man. I think that we rallied behind Grayson, and it was awesome, and it was a good night. I'd rather have it be close than just win by fifty. That's not fun. <laughs> All right, so before we wrap it up, we're going to do a couple rapid-fire questions. And aside from Marathon or Key West, what's the nicest island in the Keys? Oh, Big Pine Key, Florida. That's where I actually uh, – I actually – I haven't me- – really didn't mention it. I went to school in Sugarloaf, but I grew I grew up in Big Pine, and I moved to Marathon in, like, seventh grade. But Big Pine is, like, if you like to not have people up your butt, you go to Big Pine Key because everybody just minds their own business. Biggest place there is Winn-Dixie, and I'll, it's probably the nicest Winn-Dixie I've ever seen, man. They take good care of it, and um, it's a good it's a good little place, man. Big Pine Key, Florida. You ever go to the Keys? You go check that place out. It's pretty nice. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, as you were walking in and uh, saw, saw saw your cup, Flanagan's cup. I uh, I saw from the day in the life video. Big fan of Flanagan's. There we go. There we yes. go. Yes. So I just gotta know what's the go-to order. 
Go-to order was lemon chicken pasta. I had it. I, I, I could still eat it every single day of the week. But they got this Chipotle chicken sandwich, man. It's like $10.99. Trust me, I know. $10.99. That's not that much, dude. You're paying $10.99 for a, a sandwich with like these like onion rings on it, this buffalo sauce, this this nice chicken breast on it. Like the bread is amazing. And I get like ranch on the side. I love ranch on everything. And then it, you can get you can get curly fries. You can get whatever you want on the side. I personally get a loaded baked potato. I go loaded baked yeah. potato all day. And you you know I get the Flanagan's cup with it too. And it, you really can't beat it, man. Shout out Flanagan's. I'm <laughs> like seriously, anybody watching, if you need somewhere to go get food, and you're in Miami and you want to go to Chipotle or Panera Bread or whatever, say say whatever. No to that and take yourself to Flanagan's. Spend eleven bucks and get a much better meal. It, it, it's the spot, man. Yeah, my the dad. Cup, the cup does it. The cup, the cup does it. I got a nice yeah. new cup in, yeah. in my pantry, man. It's nice. And I want to know um, for you, what are some hobbies? Some hobbies, okay. Um, my number one hobby is uh, I don't want to call it bodybuilding. That's a little cringy, but like I, I just I just love to go to the gym, man. Like I'm right after this, I'm gonna go to the gas station. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna spend four dollars. I'm gonna buy a C4 energy drink. Uh, probably it's gonna be the C4 bombsicle. I'm gonna drink it. It's like 200 milligrams of caffeine. It's got others, whatever. And I'm gonna go to the gym for about two hours and just hit straight arms because honestly. It's probably the best feeling in the world, just being in there sweating, just just working out uh, and bettering yourself. It, it's really, uh, really, really fun. And I've put a lot of my friends onto it. Um, Tommy Heatherly, I don't know if you remember that punter. Great that's, punter. Dude, yeah. that's, that's my best friend. Um, we came in together, and me and him hit it off immediately. We're, we're, we're buddies forever. I always talk to him to this day. He's actually coaching six-man yeah, football coach, right now. Yeah, yeah. Head coach, athletic director. Yeah. He does it all. Athletic director. He's got a new house, wow. dude. This guy this guy's made of money, man. He, he's, he's, he's a great guy. Um, me and him, that was my lifting partner for a while. Now it's Hayden Carlson, the quarterback. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that guy's arms, but they might be 25 inches, dude. He's got a, tri- he's got a tricep on him. So, yeah, lift – but, no, those, those are my buddies. We lift all the time. And then besides lifting, I, I shouted her out earlier, uh, Arlen Spence. That's my girlfriend. She actually put me on to golfing. Um, pretty – I, I didn't, didn't even know what golf was until I started dating her. Yeah. And she starts talking about all this stuff at practice. Oh, I hit a birdie, and then I was mad. I had a triple bogey. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what the difference between a bogey and a birdie until I played golf a few times. But, no, I, I like to golf in my free time. Um, Killian, Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, shout out Killian Green's Golf Course. They're $30 Mondays and Wednesdays. Don't tell too many people, but nobody really knows that. $30 for 18 holes in a golf cart, pff, you really can't beat that. But, no, definitely it's either I'm either at football. I'm either at the gym or I'm hanging out with my girlfriend or golfing. One of those. All right, I want to give you thoughts on the Vice Unis. Obviously, I'm according to Mr. Grayson James and Mr. Vice, Dean Patterson, and then we saw you guys reveal the, the gold pants yesterday. So. Gold pants. Yeah, I'm excited for those. We, we have a bunch of new stuff. Um, I don't know if I can even say anything on the other stuff that we have, but we have you know, a bunch. We have the decal, the Sunblazer one. Okay, yeah. Do you yeah. know Do you know anything else besides the gold, vice, and the yeah, sunblazer? That, uh, That's all you know? Okay, we'll keep it there. I'm not going to speak too much. But we got another We got a, another uh, jersey and pants. That's all, that's all I'll say. But, um, no, yeah, the, the vice unis are amazing. When they reveal – so they were revealing all the other stuff, and everyone's like, this is so great. This is so great. Like, we're all cheering. Like, wow, we're getting new jerseys. Then they brought out the vice unis. Everybody popped. It, we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't get quiet. Coach was trying to talk to us. We're like, no, we're too busy cheering for the Vice Unis because everybody had it in the back of their head. Why not just get them? You know, like why not just shock the world into Vice Unis? You know, man. And 
and honestly, the way they turned out, they're pretty sweet. I mean, I think Sports Illustrated said they were the number one, number one yeah. new number uniform one, yeah. in college football. I don't remember the last time FIU was number one in anything in college football, but I'll take it when it comes to the uniform. So at least we know we got some swag to us. But um, we're, we're on the way with other things besides uniforms. But it's, it's a good start, man, and I think it's going to help get recruits here, and I think it's an amazing concept. And finally, someone took advantage of the Miami Vice colors besides the, the heat because, I mean, I don't think UM's done anything with them. No. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess we beat you guys to it. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, sorry, not sorry. Oh, wait, I was going to ask. <laughs> I forgot. So, we do this every time we get an athlete on, student athlete. If you had to choose, what's, should it be, who should be our next guest for this podcast? <sighs> next guest. Okay, I just blew in the mic. But um, <laughs> next guest, um, I'm trying to think. All the football teams. On the football team. I would say, hey, Eddie, Eddie Any other? Oh, yeah. Girlfriend, maybe? Golf? Oh, yeah. Pick, she, she's, she would like to do something like this. But um, if there was somebody to be on the football team, uh, there's a lot of interesting guys. You guys already got Chase Gabriel. I actually live oh, with he's him. A, oh, he's yeah. A, he's he cool. is a crazy guy. I'll give him that. And that's all I'll say. He's a great guy, though. Grayson chose him the last time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Grayson yeah. said, yeah, yeah. Grayson he said, said Chase. Chase. That's... And, and we're still waiting to get. Um, Who did Chase say? Do you guys know? Lucas. Yeah, those guys. So those guys are always together. They're buddies. Um, honestly, a pretty pretty cool guy on the team. I, I gotta think about this one. This is kind of an interesting question. There's a lot of guys on the defense that could be up for it. Um, I think that if you wanted to get somebody really interesting with kind of like a crazier background, you go you go Willie P. When you hear the name Willie, when you go when you hear the name Willie P, everybody pops in the locker room. You know, it's, he, he's kind of just he's just kind of one of those guys. He kind of just a juice guy. Um, he's actually really, really funny. He can just—he can literally just be talking to you. He, he talks. I actually live with him now. He—we got—we moved across campus or right across campus at Lapis, those new apartments, and like I finally moved in with him because we—we've been friends. And every time I talk to him, I just start laughing because he's so funny. But yeah, if I could pick somebody, I guess I'd say Willie P. Yeah. Right, well, we're gonna get him on. Okay. So we always like to wrap this up uh, when we have a guest from FIU Athletics. Um, the mic is now yours. I mean, you, you've had it for most of the episode, but <laughs> now, now, now is your uh, moment to shine. If you have anything you'd like to say to the uh, the fans, the alumni, in preparation for Saturday and just the rest of the season, now is the time. If I could say anything to the fans, it would be just just keep showing up, keep supporting. Um, better things are ahead. I know you've heard you've heard it um, from people from FIU for a long time, but uh, this team's legit. We have a very, very, very we probably have the best defense in the conference, in my opinion, based off what I've seen. The defense is amazing. Offense is on its way. We're not we're not far behind because I mean, who are we going against every single day of practice? We're going against the defense. So if I could say anything to the fans, I'd say you know what? It's Saturday Saturday night. It's seven o'clock. You want to go to wherever you want to go in, in Brickell or or Wynwood and spend a hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. How about you spend no dollars? You come to the game and you support and see how much of a difference you make when you get a big crowd in an FIU football game. Because seriously, it means so much to the players when when you guys show up. And you know what? Us football guys, we're not as bad as you think. There's a stereotype <laughs> that goes around all oh, this and that. Oh, football guys are are lazy and rude and don't care about anything. But no, we we care about you guys. We are humans too we have feelings too okay and we love you guys man and we all we want is for you guys to come out to the game and support because is, is it really not fun when FIU scores a touchdown and everybody goes crazy it's it's a great atmosphere to be at man touchdown can't the t-shirt look and can. i yes exactly we got it we got a t-shirt cannon i mean well, i think FIU's got its own beer now or something like that sun, like sun blazer golden sun, ale there it is sun blazer golden ale go get you one of those obviously if you're 21 
And just come come support, man. Because, I mean, you can go to the basketball game. You can go to the baseball game. You can go to the soccer game. And they're very fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I go to all those games as well. But it's just it's nothing like those Saturday night lights. I'll tell you guys that right now. So if, you, if, if you're debating on whether you want to go downtown to, to Tucandela or wherever it's called, mm-mm. save your money and come to the FIU football game. You, you won't regret it. Spoken like Scott Carr right there, man. That, hey, that was beautiful. I mean, Scott's the best, man. Scott is the best. He, he's the best. Yeah, yeah, shout out Scott. Not Mr. Scott. Scott. All right, Jake. Finish it up for us. All right. Well, Jackson, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. It's been a crazy day just trying to get this show rolling. First in-person episode of the Pause Up Let's podcast. Let's go. I think it's been a banger. So it's thank you banger. so much, Jackson. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. And as always, pause up. Pause up. Pause up.